Hello, I am Extra Mana, and I'm joined once again with General Lots, and this time we're going to be talking about Halloween stuff. So, uh, General, um, you mentioned that you were playing a medieval. Could you tell us about that a bit? Uh, a medieval is a is very much a classic styled first person shooter. It's got the speed. It's got the uh, kinds of weapons you would find from a game like uh, Heretic. It's supposed to be, I believe, at the very least, a modern day interpretation of the game Heretic, which is more or less medieval Doom. Uh, a lot of the weapons correspond to Doom weapons because, like, you get a magical crossbow and it works like the shotgun. You got a uh, magic wand that works like the pistol, stuff like that. Uh, a medieval right. isn't a 2D game, though, like uh, Heretic would have been. Instead, it's a late 90s FPS kind of thing. Uh, it uses unfiltered textures. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the game Rune. I've heard of it, but uh, was that actually made in the 90s, or is that another throwback thing? Uh, it was either made in the late 90s or early 2000s. I forget exactly. It would be very much on the cusp of late 90s. It, it, if it was early yeah. 2000s, it would have to be around 2000, but not any later than mm -hmm. that. Uh, but it kind of has the art style of that game. Uh, yeah. it's The graphics are kind of interesting in how they work, because they look a lot like the graphics in that game. Everything's very unfiltered, like there's a lot of jagged edges, but it's supposed to look like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the gameplay is absolutely excellent. I mean, like, I've not had as much fun as I ha with any other game than I have had with that one in a recent, in the recent year, actually. Damn. So, because uh, like how much? Um, that's in early access, isn't it? Yeah. Medieval. How much content did they give you? Uh they give you, I think, three worlds, so to speak. There's like a, there's an overhub, and then there's like three levels per little world they have. That's not yeah. That's not too bad for. Like yeah, there's a, a lot there. Uh, they just released a uh, some more content called uh, the Forges. Uh, when I just mm -hmm. when I finished playing it uh, a while back, that had not yet been completed. Mm -hmm. So there's there's more than just a level that doesn't work. It, it's a game that's actually surprisingly stable for early access. I mean, it actually has content. It doesn't crash all the time and. Uh, Performance-wise, right, yeah. it's actually pretty good. So, yeah, I was um, playing Dusk. I think I'm not sh hundred percent sure if it's the same developer, but um, that is also a throwback sort of retro '90s FPS. Yeah, I believe They're quite to, uh, similar Quake. in that. Huh? As I believe to Quake. Yeah, it's yeah. The the interesting thing about Dusk is um, what I noticed when I was playing it is the soundtrack is like. I mean, Quake's soundtrack is kind of like a concept album anyway, but this is like way more so. It's actually, um, it's like really atmospheric. It's way more atmospheric than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it kind of has, it's got a blend of like the sort of things you'd have in Quake. It's got a lot of like rocket jumping and all that kind of thing. But it's also got um, a lot of like quite... I wouldn't say modern structured levels, but it's kind of quite cinematic almost because you've got sections where you're like going around in tunnels with a flashlight and stuff like that. But you're still playing it. It still plays like Quake. It's just it's more of a sort of um, cinematic experience than I than you first sort of expect it to be. It's actually really good. So it's a little more it structured uses... than uh, Quake yeah. would have been back then. Because that was a yeah, it's a, like an issue mm -hmm. with that game back. In the day, 
and thematic consistency. Like Dusk has got a very like it's it's it it feels a little bit like Blood, but it's more um like more thought out in terms of hmm. how it is uh, atmospherically. It's a really good game. I've been meaning to give it a try. I just haven't really gotten a chance. Yeah, the one the one problem with it is that uh, the multiplayer. Uh, it works, but nobody's ever online, especially in Europe. Yeah, that's always a problem with any of those uh, games like yeah. this. There's so many, there's so many multiplayer games now. It's like, mm -hmm. how many people are going to choose Dusk over, you know, uh, Kabadoobie Black Ops Five, or whichever mm -hmm. one it's up to now? I think it's four. Yeah, it's easier to to um, boot up like a source port and get a game of like Doom Two going multiplayer than it is Dusk. Yeah, he wants to. Like, there's actually. There's actually way more people on something like that. Oh yeah, because people or at still least love that. Yeah, I used to play that a, a fair bit. I was, I was, I wasn't like good, but I would always get in the middle of the leaderboard, which I thought was pretty good considering how long people have been playing it. Very nice. I never really got that <laughs> far because I've never been very good at multiplayer. No, I'm not very good at mod modern multiplayer, but it's like really slow paced. So timing reloads on the super shotgun really pays mm. off. I would imagine okay, that that would not be an easy prospect. Yeah. What's actually kind of funny, as you mentioned Doom 2, is uh, back when I used to play that all the time on... Uh, Doom Seeker is what they had back back like in uh, 2010. Somebody actually yeah. recognized me on there. Like, in the first five minutes, like, General Lutz. It's like, what? That was quick. <laughs> uh, that person actually yeah. uh, recommended that I try... Uh, the GoldenEye mod for Doom 2, which I don't know if they ever finished that or not. I haven't even thought about that game in a, or that particular mod in a long time, but it's a mod that kind of turns Doom 2 into uh, GoldenEye. Mm. I don't know if you can, where you even find it now. I assume it's on like ModDB. That's, that's literally the only place I go for. I remember getting mods. it off of, I think, id games? Something like that. Many years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many, many years ago, sadly. I'm old mm -hmm. and decrepit. Yeah. It's kind of funny when it's been years since you've played like a, a game like Doom 2. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah. So, uh, I haven't seen... I hadn't looked it up too much, but they're remaking uh, Halloween. What were your thoughts on that? Well, that's one of those franchises that isn't old and decrepit, I guess. Although, uh, I, I intend to do... Uh, a vlog on different franchises that are horror franchises that really do not stand the test of time like they get crappier and crappier as time goes on but mm -hmm. this Halloween remake will because it's not a remake but it's a sequel sort of but it's just the same the first movie over again at least that's what it looks like to me uh, yeah it's, I think it's like they want to they want to kind of play it both ways with branding well, to get a new audience in and so on. Yeah, it's kind of like a Force Awakens. You know, it's just mm -hmm. Episode Four again, but you know, it's supposed to be a sequel as well. Yeah, I did not care for um, Force Awakens at all. I've not actually seen it. I've just read what happens in it, and yeah, mm -hmm. damn. That's all I can say. Damn. <laughs> uh, for me, I st I got out of Star Wars in two thousand eight just because of uh, story issues. <clears throat> Mm. And spoiler alert, Marjade dies. Not that she's even canon anymore, but yeah. But that's what got me out of Star Wars. But uh, 
As for Halloween, goes to show that Jamie Lee Curtis is not old and decrepit because she's still looking pretty good at, what, 60-something now? Yeah, at least 60. And uh, she's showing up with a lever-action rifle ready to take down Mike Myers finally. Now, it is kind of funny, though, that Mike is uh, still physically able because he'd have to be about the same age as Laurie Strode would be. Or actually be older, I think. So, how he's able to still do all of that, I'm not entirely sure, but hey, whatever. I think they'll just never address it. Yeah, because I, I, they, 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 they'd have to, because it'd be kind of silly. Like, like with Jason, you know, Jason, he's a zombie, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, from what I've read and from what I've seen, Mike is always supposed to be just a standard human that somehow can mm -hmm. survive getting set on fire, shot thrown out of a window. He's just that badass, apparently. Yeah. I'm sure there's, like, some, like, elaborate horror lore that explains it, but I can't be asked to look it up. It's uh, it's kind of funny, though, how, like, Halloween, it started all of these great horror movie trends, but it just progressively got worse and worse. <laughs> with, mm -hmm. with probably Halloween 3 being one of the worst of the lot, but then again... People like to try to defend Halloween 3 by saying, well, it wasn't supposed to have, you know, Mike Myers in it. But it's like, Halloween 3, I think, is actually kind of a bad movie to begin with. Right. It's like in terms of its plot and things of that nature. Yeah, uh, get, getting on to Jason, my favorite movie of that one was, like, uh, Jason in Space, whenever that one was called. Uh, Jason that was X. The, yeah, Jason X, because that movie was, like, that sweet spot of being, like, really cheesy but also his design actually looks really menacing like when he comes yeah Uber when he comes back yeah uh it's like no gun yeah he's got that he, when he comes back he's just he he uh actually looks like a monster again because we've been seeing him like over and over again and he just looks like ridiculously undefeatable made of metal and stuff good movie uh yeah i'd say so too it's actually my favorite one as well great minds think yeah. alike yeah, well, I mean, you set a horror movie in space, I'll probably like it, so I'm easy to please that way. Yeah, well, one, one thing that's kind of hilarious about space movies like that, uh, Leprechaun mm -hmm. in Space, I've actually seen that. I have not seen Leprechaun <laughs> in Space. It sounds like it would be something that the cinema snob would talk about. It is the stuff of legends. It is the most ridiculous thing imaginable. It's like, yeah. people like to complain about Jason X being, like, really, really cheesy and really stupid or having really bad humor. No, 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 no. Jason X mm -hmm. is like Citizen Kane compared to uh, Leprechaun in Space. Okay, like, Leprechaun in Space has no shame at all, and it's glorious. Mm -hmm. Okay, like, they, they have, like, an alien woman in it who literally... Okay, okay, this, you have to look up the scene, like, on YouTube. I imagine it's on there. Like, mm -hmm. she literally shows one of these space marines, because of course they're space marines, her boobs, saying that that's basically the alien equivalent to, like, the uh, Mafia kiss of death. <laughs> it's like, they aren't even trying. That's glorious. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It, it's one of those movies that I saw on cable, just randomly. It's right. like, oh, it's a sci-fi thing, and then the leprechaun shows up, and it's like, oh, it's that. But it, it's, it's entertainingly bad. But much, mm -hmm. much worse than Jason X could ever hope to be. I have to look into that. You piqued my interest. Now. <laughs>
So, yeah. I don't know what kind of drugs they were on when they were writing that. Talking of movies that are kind of underappreciated, John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars is uh, a movie that got quite bad reviews, but I kind of... I think for one of, like, Carpenter's B-movies, it's actually pretty good. Uh... I really didn't like it that much. I saw it back when it came out. I didn't see it at the theater, but I felt like it was... It kind of lacked... It felt a lot like Paul Verhoeven's uh, Hollow Man. It just felt like a movie. It didn't Mm -hmm. feel like a John Carpenter movie. So, like, for a a movie, it's not that bad, but for, like, a John Carpenter movie, it's it's pretty weak. Yeah. Well, John Carpenter has some pretty bad movies, though. And it just just felt like anybody could have made it. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it lacked anything that really made it stand out. It was just, it felt like, honestly, a movie you'd see on the Sci-Fi Channel. You know, like one of those Sci-Fi Channel original movies. Probably had the same budget. But it, also the writing just felt like that, too. It just felt like it lacked, it, it felt like tapioca pudding, the movie, is the best way I can put mm. it. Yeah, I thought it was, I, I kind of have a... I kind of like movies that are just, um, I don't know, you, there's no hidden depth to it whatsoever. Mm. For me, I like even if it's bad, I like it if a movie has something that makes it stand out, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of weird like that. Like, going back to Leprechaun 4, I, I, I would bet that uh, Ghost of Mars is a better better made film, but there's nothing that, that really hasn't been memorable for me. I mean, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a couple good lines in it, but they're not that good, I guess is the best way to put it. It's not it's not random kiss of death boobs. It's like, you know, you got... What was it? Ice Cube? Ice Tea? Somebody iced in that. Yeah, ice someone, yeah. Was in it, and he had a, a couple decent lines, but nothing that really made me want to just... It's one of those movies that if you look it up on YouTube, you're not going to find that many compilation compilations of lines, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, that's true. He didn't have, he didn't have uh, a ton of one-liners. Which I feel like if you can make a horror movie, you got to have a couple of those. I do remember that mm-hmm. it was a lot. It had a lot in common with uh, Assault on Precinct, Precinct Thirteen. Yeah, vibes it definitely it. did. Assault on Precinct Thirteen. I watched the original again recently, and that movie like. It holds up surprisingly well. I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but the pacing's really good in that movie. Uh, not just that, like, but it's way better than uh, the remake that came out yeah. in the early 2000s. That was another one of those, another example of a movie that just kind of like was nothing. It was just a tapioca pudding of movies because it wasn't, it was competent. That's about all you could say about it. You know, it's just like something that immediately after you watch it, you forget all about it. Yeah, with that movie, they kind of had tried to up the ante by making them an assassination squad as opposed to, like, a random cult. Uh, I didn't think that made it any better. Eh, not really, and also it's like, were there that many dirty cops in that pre- in that scene? Yeah, city? you really ha- I mean, it is... The first movie kind of writes off as just like, here's this cult that we're not really told that much about, and... There could be hundreds of them. Just go of it, kind of thing. It kind of excuses, it excuses that a lot better than all the dirty cops are in on this, and 
like have all this like extremely specialized military gear that yeah. they're able to use without anyone noticing somehow. It's like where did they like, get okay. all that? Like they, they literally are, you can invade a country with that. Yeah. So like, like with the cult that can make a little bit of sense because well look at Scientology, you know mm-hmm. they got a lot of members. They've got... it, it makes sense that it would be secret and that there'll be like an unknown number of them kind of. If you you know suspend disbelief, but yeah. But having like, and how do they? How do they? How does that city support that many cops? Because like, uh, I took criminal justice in college, and like having cops yeah. are not cheap. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. So I would not, especially not ones that are like trained in like whatever elaborate that know how to use that those that kind of um, equipment. It's like yeah, okay, and the it's probably like. <laughs> yeah, there's probably like one tiny specialist department with like a few people that would do that. They would even be able to do that. So, yeah, the remake is definitely not that good compared to the original. It's just a little silly, but yeah. Uh, you recently reviewed Necrovision. Yeah. I played that. I played a tiny bit of that. Can you can you tell me a bit about that? Uh, well, when you see it in a video, it doesn't look that bad, but it's one of those games where when you're actually playing it, you can really tell it's pretty weak. Uh, yeah. When I say it's floaty, I mean it's really floaty, because you can shoot at the enemy and just never hit him, And they always are constantly charging you for your position, which isn't that bad. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It could be... You could consider it a challenge... But there's a problem. You don't take that much damage. Like, at all. Yeah. Like, you can literally just sit there and let them wail on you, and you'll be fine. You'll be okay. Uh, that's probably the worst aspect. The two worst aspects is the floatiness of the gameplay and the fact that you just. You don't die. Like, I only died a couple times, even, even when I wasn't even trying. You're just, you're just mm-hmm. fine. Uh. The, the levels really are very poorly laid out. Uh, they're very big. Uh, they're, they're like particularly bad mod levels where they're absolutely yeah. massive, but there's nothing mm-hmm. to do in them. It's just a bunch of wasted space. And while I don't necessarily like compass points and uh, stuff like that, that game really needed it because you can run past the key. Because I mentioned this in the review. It's like a dark gray key in a dark gray room. <laughs> You're gonna miss yeah. that, and you're gonna be wandering around. And then, like, you finally see it out of the corner of your eye, and then boom! It's like it just makes for a very, very, very annoying gameplay experience. And then the hit detection is really off because you do get to eventually control a talking mechanical dragon. That's cool. You, you, nice. You can't hit anything with them. I think I actually show that in the video too. It's like I'm shooting, I'm shooting his flames directly at an enemy. Does it hit the enemy? No. It could be fixed, but it since it's so obscure, it's easy to see why it is obscure because it's really not very good. Yeah. It does have a. I've seen some like gameplay videos and stuff on YouTube. It does seem to have a very small, uh, like cult audience of people who like it for some reason. I'm not surprised because it does have a really nice story where. Uh, yeah. And it just goes from thing to thing. It's like it starts out you're like you're fighting uh, Doctor Zimmerman, and then you got to fight. Uh, some vampires because vampires mm-hmm. that thankfully don't sparkle and then finally you're fighting Mephisto, not Mephisto 
No, you are fighting Mephisto. That's the one. And it's just, it's like, it actually weaves the story pretty well. It's just really tedious to play. Mm-hmm. And it's not really hard. It's not really... Like I, like with movies, it's tapioca pudding. It, it's like, it's inoffensive to a degree, but it's something you really don't want to have to play or watch. Yeah, talking of horror games, uh, Clive Barker's Undying, that is one that's fallen into obscurity somewhat, but is actually a pretty damn good uh, game for the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really don't know why that's obscure, because yeah, it's got a really good tone, it's got really, really fun gameplay, actually. And yeah, the magic system is pretty good. Uh, there's that, and the story's really pretty good. I mean, and the enemy design, yeah. despite being really, really old, uh, does look pretty cool. I mean... Yeah, they're quite detailed for the, like, the Unreal 1 engine. And I was surprised just how detailed. I mean, you, it's like... I think it's the... Yeah, it's, it's probably the most detailed game I've, I've seen on that engine. Like, that was made at the time, unless there's, like, some crazy... Like a more modern one made with the engine just for the sake of it. It's a very surprising thing, to say the least. I mean, mm -hmm. I did not play it back in the day. It was something that I first started playing in uh, 2012. I'd never even heard of it. I'd heard of Clive Barker's Jericho, but I hadn't played that either. <clears throat> yeah, apparently that one's not very good. Because that's, uh, that's that what was I like an Xbox. Yeah, so that's like an Xbox 360 kind of game. So it was right, and it was in that sort of period of time where Soldier of Fortune Payback came out. Yeah. That just Speaking of Soldier of Fortune, on GOG finally. Yes. yes. I don't know why it took so long. Uh, probably. It was issues. like one. Yeah, it was one of their most requested games. It was like System Shock Two, which did come out like 2015, and like Soldier of Fortune. One um, couple of games that uh, well, one game. That I'm surprised isn't on there is Star Trek Voyager Elite Force. That still doesn't seem to be on there. Uh, it's not, and there's rights issues with that too, so. Yeah. That sucks. That game was good. Uh, it was one of those games that I also didn't hear of back in 2001, but finally played in 2004. Mm. But I got it for the PlayStation yeah. 2. It was one of those I just found randomly for like a dollar. Yeah. I think I played it in like 2002. Because uh, PC games came down in price really quickly, so they generally do. Uh -huh. This is back. This is back when uh, you go into the store and get a PC CD-ROM. Interesting times. What's kind of funny is uh, I did buy AVP two the uh, year it came out. Fifty bucks is how much that cost back then. And I got that. Uh, I got that after it'd been out a while, I think. Well, it'd, be, it'd have been good to wait because uh, I think, like, maybe two years later, you could get uh -huh. the base game and and the expansion, which isn't bad. I don't, I don't get why the expansion is seen as bad for some reason. Uh, it definitely has some levels which are just like compared to the original's difficulty, a huge spike. But that's all right. It was. It's not bad. It's not offensive. I mean, it it worked. At least I felt it did. Yeah. And the story the was pretty good, too. The Pred Alien was an interesting addition. Yeah, and how they worked that into the story. Now, if you care if you care about spoilers, don't listen. Uh, yep. The, the Pred Alien is a actually born from the Predator character. Because he gets mm -hmm. face-hugged. 
And what ends up happening is, at the very end of the Predator campaign, the Predator busts out, and then his campaign begins. Which I thought yeah. was pretty neat for the time. Yeah, it was a good game. I think like people must have hated the first part when you played as the Predator, though, because in that, uh, you had the issue of... You had to go hunt various animals, and like all you had was like this wrist plasma launcher that really wasn't very good but yeah the first like level or, or i don't know if it was one or two levels but that was kind of weak the marines uh campaign like the difficulty compared to like the the main game the difficulty spike was pretty intense if i remember right uh honestly i don't remember and i think you played as uh yeah yeah, yeah you played as the uh dunya from the fir from the first game the yeah female mercenary uh, the one thing I remember about that, now that I think of it, was uh, you actually get a shower scene with her because early 2000s. In all her blocky glory. I don't remember that, but when I played it as like a young teen, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot, but yeah. Well, I, I definitely uh, could get behind that. Mm hmm. Uh, talking of um, first person like horror games. Silent Hill PT, obviously that game is completely dead now. I didn't actually play it because I don't have a PS4. Did you play that when it came out? Uh, I didn't because I, I still don't have a PS4. I That's just saw a number of videos on it. It looked like it might have actually been pretty good. I was kind of against it at first because I didn't like the idea of um, first person for Silent Hill, but I think I probably judged too harshly. Uh, well, seeing as how uh, Resident Evil 1 turned out as good as it did, I think it would have actually turned out fairly good. Uh, for me, I didn't really have that big of a deal with uh, first person simply because I knew at the time that the uh, original Resident Evil was actually supposed to be in first person to begin with, so I figured if they could yeah. have done that back in the 90s, they should be able to do it today. Yeah, definitely. I did play Resident Evil 7. I didn't, I didn't end up beating that game. Yeah, no, <laughs> Something about that game didn't click. Like there were things about that game that didn't really click for me. I think I think one of them was the fact that it did not feel like Resident Evil. Like parts of it didn't, but like when they start you off right away, it feels like you're playing like a horror spoof kind of thing. Uh, for me, I it, well, it really doesn't have much to do with Resident Evil, like at all. It's like. No, it it makes like sort of Easter egg references to it, but it doesn't really capture the same feeling. It, it's basically, at least to me, at least Texas Chainsaw Massacre the game, because it yeah, because it has that feeling to it where you have like this crazy uh, inbred hillbilly family. It, mild spoiler here, but this does happen quite early. People probably know, but the thing that kind of pissed me off, and I don't know why it pissed me off, because it's Resident Evil, and it's kind of a ridiculous franchise to begin with, but when you have your arm chopped off, and then reattach it with, like, magic water, that was just like, come on, guys. Yeah, that was another thing that was a bit silly, and, like, where, like, okay, what, what really kind of did it for me, since I know firearms very well, when you get mm -hmm. a gun, and you shoot this guy in the... No, 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 it's at the very beginning. When you get a gun, and you shoot your zombie girlfriend... This is literally in the first ten minutes. Yeah. In the head, it's like, wait a minute, how is she tanking that? You know? I guess mm -hmm. that's the problem with a first-person game. 
is that you yeah, can that was... have your motion broken a little bit. Yeah, that was the other thing. It's it's like three headshots to kill, and it's like, what? Come on. It doesn't seem as bad in the um, in like Resident Evil Four or whatever. It just because it's in first person, it just seems a bit more ridiculous. So. <laughs> so yeah. Surprise cameo. <laughs> Surprise cameo. I've I've kicked your Charza. No hard feelings, dude. <laughs> Three lashes at dawn. But ah, yeah, it's like it, that is an immersion ruining thing. Like, for, like from a third person perspective, it's like it's okay. But like when you're looking at it, it's like I'm literally drilling you five times in the head. <laughs> yeah. I know this. It's it's it seems like such a ridiculous thing to complain about, but it kind of broke my immersion. And I was just, and then I just never ended up beating the game. I honestly felt it. I honestly, I stopped playing it just because I've kind of moved on to other things. Yeah. And it's not that well optimized. So I, I hate to admit it, but I kind of stopped playing it just because uh, I couldn't get sixty frames per second. Oh. I had some issues. I had some issues like initially, but I managed to tweak it to... I, I did that thing where you spend forever, like, tweaking it to... It's like, I, I all these settings have to be high, I don't want anything to be on medium, and then I... You know how it is. Yeah, I know. Quite well. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then objectively, there's, like, a tiny bit of difference between medium and high on, like, a bunch of stuff, and it's like, that's not the point. <laughs> it's the principle of it. Yep, that's the problem with being a PC gamer. It's like... Well, I could run Doom 2016 all high 60 frames per second. What 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 right does Resident Evil have to not run as good? Cuz it certainly yeah. doesn't look as good. Cuz a lot of those textures are pretty bad. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like it kind of worked in some areas, but there was um there was like Vaseline on the camera. It wasn't smoothed. It wasn't smoothed out as much as I thought it should be. What's and style it Stylistically, that worked only some of the time, and other times it kind of bothered me. Well, the, the 3D models on the people looked like, well, crap. I mean, mm. if you look, especially look around the mouths, it just looks wrong. Like, I get, I get that might be like that's the idea it's supposed to look wrong, but still, it just yeah, it kind of lost me. It's just, <laughs> it's just all these little nick pits just add up. That they do. Now, speaking of Resident Evil, I'm really looking forward to mm -hmm. uh, Resident Evil 2's remake. I am. Uh, I was very impressed with how like hyper gory that was, because they could have easily they could have easily just made it like any other damage model. But they've they've got different like when when something's shot in the head with a shotgun, like you can see the chunks and everything. It's really good. Very very good like physics modeling. I should say so. I would have preferred uh, to have actually played the Resident Evil 2 remake mod, but yeah, at least it's getting remade at all. Yeah, it, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I, I might, I probably will play it eventually. Um, I don't know if they're actually like sort of shot for shot remaking it, or if it's going to be remade and sort of extended. Hmm. I don't know either. But um, I think it would be good. I have some, I have some sort of, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about. It. I'm not sure why. Eh. I just don't. 
it just takes a while to like get used to new things, I guess. Yeah, and also it's like a lot of these things can be rebroken in some respects. But a lot of yeah, the, that's true. Like uh, Silent Hill Two, they they really messed that one up by removing the goddamn fog. Really? Oh my god, Silent Hill. <laughs> um, you've probably seen this, but did did you see the uh, Twin Perfect video on uh, the Silent Hill Two and Three HD collection? Uh, they have this like. Uh, if you haven't seen it, they had this like video that's like two hours long where they talk about everything that was wrong with it, and they didn't even cover everything. I don't think I have. It doesn't doesn't ring a bell. I'll take a look at that after oh the. Oh my god! Uh, I'll I'll have to link it to you later. It's it. That was such a, that was such a damn good video, and there was and the number of things that's wrong with it is just insane. Like they had to go back to um, source code, so things mm. that weren't broken, things that weren't broken before are now broken, but. Not that long ago, uh, Silent Hill 2 for PC, um, somebody compiled all of the fixes and enhancements together and there's something I think it's called Silent Hill 2 Enhanced Edition or something. So they've got stuff like all the sound fixes and they've made the fog more like the details of the PS2 version and they've fixed the cutscenes so they're a high res and all that kind of stuff. I've been meaning to get around to, to uh, playing that one. There's so many games these days. Yeah. That's why it's 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 something where I'll probably never get around to, but I've been meaning to. Yeah, I can I can definitely understand that. I mean, like, in addition to all the games, there's all the mods. Like, uh, September was pretty bad for mods. It's like there's like multiple Doom mods coming out at the <laughs> same time. Duke Nukem. It's like, yeah, damn, I can't mm -hmm. get to everything. I don't know if it was September. Yeah, I think it was probably September. There was like a Doom mod that um, was apocalypse based. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, I don't think I so. I certainly I cannot remember. Uh, do you know the name? Um, no. If you could, but if you go to like ModDB just for Doom Two or something, it'll probably be towards the top. Yeah, because there isn't that many. Yeah, but it has kind of a look of. It kind of looks a bit like Fallout New Vegas. Um, oh, that really thing. Yeah. Okay. I was. I don't... Yes. Okay. Now that looks pretty. Though. That looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I actually played an earlier version of that, and it was actually pretty good. Really? Did they, um... Is there any sort of, uh... Systems... Like, does it play like a regular Doom mod, or is there any actual deeper uh, systems that they added? Well, actually, now I think of it, it depends on which one, which uh, post-apocalypse mod we're talking about, because there's actually two that mm -hmm. I can think of. There's one that does play like a regular Doom mod, and another one that's a little more complicated with its uh, gameplay. Ah, Okay. I do not remember the names at the moment because <laughs> I played early versions of both. Uh, right. The one that has more advanced gameplay kind of runs like crap, though. It's not that well optimized, but the one that's just a standard Doom mod works pretty well. That's insane to have, like... <laughs> it's like, this computer can't run Doom properly. Yeah. That'll happen. Because mm. also, it, it doesn't necessarily mean the computer can't run it. It means the the engine itself can't run it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. The, um... Because there are ways to get, like, uh, the Doom Slayer Chronicles to run a little bit better if you uh, mm -hmm. turn down, like, texture filtering and uh, things of that nature. But talking of uh, survival horror games, the Obscure fan franchise, that was... That's... It's not, gr it's not exactly a great franchise, but I remember playing it um, many years ago, and it's not a bad sort of... Um, Silent Hill, Resident Evil style knockoff kind of game. 
Well, here's the funny thing. I didn't even know it existed until this year. I, I, I didn't know anything okay. about it. And the only reason I know it exists is yeah. I was uh, reading some scans of... Oh, what comic was it now? I think it was a, it was a Dungeons & Dragons comic. And the scans had the ads for that. Uh-huh. And I was like, obscure? What is this? And then I looked it up. Looked it up and played it, and I was like, oh, that's what that is. Uh, yeah, it's very much uh, in the same vein as Resident Evil and uh, uh, Silent Hill. But it's actually pretty good. At least I found it was kind of fun. Yeah. the um, It's cool to have one that sort of has that 90s high school vibe to it, because there aren't many... I don't know of any other like Resident Evil knockoffs that specifically go for that. Uh, it's very much like The Faculty, which is a obscure early 2000s uh, alien invasion high school thing. Yeah. It had Jon Stewart as one of the teachers. Oh, shit, I remember that now. Yeah. He, like, gets his definitely, eye... Definitely early 2000s. He got his eye cut out and his hand cut off, but he still survived the movie. Spoiler alert, assuming you're, you'd actually go and watch that. Uh-huh. It's one of those movies that uh, it, it definitely dates itself, but if you were alive around that time, it's like pure nostalgia. Yeah, it's I if I remember, it's one of those movies. I meant to say '90s. It's one of those movies that um, was it? Did it do that thing where it shows the character and then it puts their name up and it like has a still frame or whatever? I think it did. I don't know. I don't remember it doing that, but again, it's been many years since I've seen the movie, so it uh, might have. Because I know that was a that was a huge like mid nineties thing. I know they did that Ooh. at the end, uh, right? When they, when they were showing uh, the actor, so that might mm-hmm. be what you're thinking of. Yeah, I remember that, and a lot of frontal nudity. <laughs> well, of course, you gotta have that. You gotta have it because it's nineties. It's 90s, yeah. 90s high school horror. It's, it's like, guaranteed, pretty much. And I think it was a pre-That 70s show, uh, whatever that guy's name is, Topher Grace, I think, was in it. Or, mm-hmm. No, wait, or was that a different guy? Was that, uh, no. Frodo? Oh, you're talking about the main dude. Yeah, that was Frodo. Okay, that's... For some reason, I thought it was Topher Grace, and I realized, wait a minute, Frodo's in it. Uh, that was that. There's actually a pr- particularly hilarious scene at the very beginning where, like, the bullies, because in, in all 90s movies, the bullies are not just, you know, bullying, but they're also psychos as well. Like, yeah. literally ram them into a flagpole. It's like, in plain view of everyone, too. <laughs> yeah, they, they really cut him a lot of slack, and ev- everyone seemed to know that he was making, like, hardcore drugs and didn't kick him out. <laughs> and then, of course, uh... <laughs> they, you, I, no, I think... Did it come, in two, come out in 2001 or 2000? If it's post-X-Men, then you got Jean Grey in it. Uh, Famike Jensen? Jason? Something like that? She's in it as the mm-hmm. uh, sexy teacher. Yeah. And of course, the uh, hero, the drug guy that you mentioned, ends up with her at the end of the movie. <laughs> um, because, uh, 90s. 90s, yeah. Oh, the 90s. It was a simpler time. <laughs> Oh, you could do that today, that's for sure. You definitely could not do that today. Twitter did not exist at that point point in time. 
That's why it was so much so much better. Yeah, because that's because Twitter, the, twi- the, the the Twitter brigade. Uh, mm-hmm. Or is it sometimes, or as it's sometimes known, the Twitter brigade. The uh, Siren series. What did you think of that for the PS2? Well, honestly, it's another one of those. Exa- it's another example of a game franchise that's hampered by bad controls and really bad UI. Because you can't. Yeah. Because like with Resident Evil, you know, you can, you know, you click on the key and you can use it, right? In this, mm-hmm. you gotta like click on the key. Enter use mode and then use it. It's like really, come on. It's like, do you want to start the car? Like, yes. The weird, uh, not casting. Uh, the weird, you know, psychic view mode was something that I barely ever got able to work. I never played the sequel. Mm. It was one of those things that it just really. It was more annoying than fun. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. It's one of those games yeah, really I, I played um, the Siren PS3 remake. I don't know if you played that one. That was that was a f- that was actually worse than the PS2 game because that in that game when you use the the psychic vision mode or whatever, the frame rate just tanks to like hmm. below 10 FPS. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's just sad. I mean, you've got uh, and the stealth. The, the the stealth mechanics are just hard as hell sometimes as well, with the janky controls and everything. Uh, I never actually played the PS3 version. The thing is, I've I do have a PS3, but like the first one I bought broke within about a month. The yellow light mm-hmm. of death of death. The second PS3 I got lasted about I'd say two years before the uh, Blu-ray laser broke. So mm-hmm. and I just haven't got another one since. It's like. That's kind of redundant now, I guess. Yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, uh, emulator to finally work. The RPS yeah, three something. Yeah, I haven't seen. Um, I haven't looked into that for a while. I still have my old. Well, I got a, a PS three later on because I had a Xbox three sixty, and then I sold that and got a PS three to sort of uh, go into the back catalog. And then, like, basically, when I did that they started porting PS3 games like a, a bunch of PS3 games to Steam so it's, it's like super redundant yeah I'm still doing that now there's a game called Residents of Fate that I think came out or is being made for um, Steam hmm. that was that was an interesting game that was a JRPG but that was that was a JRPG with guns basically alright I'll have to take a look at that that actually sounds pretty good um, the thing the combat in that was kind of hard because uh, it's all about moving your you, you kind of have to move your characters and get them to they have they basically have to um, posi- you have to position them it's really hard to explain it's a really really weird game but the the combat was really fun even though it was hard but the thing that I didn't like was how you navigated the world itself you had to you had to the, the, the overworld you had to like put jigsaw pieces together and you had to like unlock those and it was kind of a pain in the ass okay i might uh, actually uh not take a look at that it sounds like one of those (laughs) it sounds like one of those things where they do it because japan yes very much so i actually uh streamed a game last night uh that i never heard of before 
and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. It's a Shadowlands in, I think I think it's the closest translation. It's uh, for the TurboGrafx mm-hmm. 16. Uh, it was right. recommended to me, and well, you play as some kid who's dead navigating the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Like, the combat isn't bad, but now now it's not translated, unfortunately. Oh. And you reach the end of a level, and you have to get, you get into a dice game with mm-hmm. uh, like a demon, and like you can mm-hmm. bet the money that you find in the level. It's like only in Japan would you have a dice game in your horror game. Yeah. Unnecessary systems, like that's a that's definitely. Uh, a common theme with Japanese games, especially like Japanese RPGs. And let's not forget all the bloody card games. Mm-hmm. So many card games. Uh, I didn't even like Pazak in Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. I just, I never liked card games. Even in real life, I don't particularly like uh, most card games. I've never really played card games in real life, to be honest. Uh, you know, I've tried, uh, like, you know, like, poker, your typical card games, and I've... Yeah, yeah. Got into... One of those, uh, yeah. And I got into Magic the Gathering uh, for a little bit, but that didn't really last. I had someone who, um, uh, years ago, someone I used to know who played Magic, Magic the Gathering, and then when I was, like, trying to... thinking about trying to get into it and it's like oh yeah yeah you have to put together your own deck and you have to do this and that I'm like oh my god <laughs> oh yes it's like cardboard crack as people like to call it I think that's exactly what he said to me and I'm like nah it's like you know I would buy like the cheap cards like oh, mm-hmm. oftentimes you could buy you know like uh, just bags and bags of the cheapos I did that because I didn't play it like tournament wise mm-hmm. but I knew someone who I, I was friends with somebody at the time like uh, around 2013 2014 where they would drop, you know, several hundred dollars every couple of months on the latest booster pack. Just trying mm-hmm. to get that one good card. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yep. Now, like, if you play it online, like, uh, there's a program. I know it went away for a while because I think they were getting sued, but then they came back called Cockatrice. Uh, you could use any card that ever existed. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed that because I always like to play one card. There's one card I love to play that everyone hated when I played it. Uh, Black Lotus. That's a card that, I, I, I kid you not, costs several thousand dollars in real life because they only made a small number of them. Okay. And what it does is it gives you three colorless mana. That's all it does, which is actually kind of a game-breaking thing. But with Cockatrice, you can literally just play as many as you want, and I always did that. Yeah. It pissed people off. Did you uh, did you get round to seeing Venom? Have uh, seen that in the not yet. I'm going to be doing that next week. Because oh. I um, I start looking into the comics again because I was. I don't think I'm going to actually go to the cinema to see it because I'm not. I don't really like superhero movies all that much. Although I did like Venom as like a comic character. Uh, I've heard a wide variety of things about uh, Venom. Uh, the critics yeah. apparently hate it, whereas mm-hmm. the people who've actually seen it apparently like it. So, I'm gonna hope that maybe it's actually good. 
it's I, I just there's no way for me to know until I actually see it myself. I actually like superhero movies because for me they're nice, light, fluffy entertainment. You don't have to think. It's just mm-hmm. you know you got Thor, he's got his big hammer, and he smacks Thanos around with it. You know it's like it's just fun. You know. Uh, Venom. Yeah, I'm... There we go. I uh, I like the original X Men movies when they came out, but. Uh, which I'm not, not so keen on uh, the old X Men movies and like the old uh, early two thousands or whatever. Uh, I never was the a big fan of, of them because uh, I saw them when they came out. And it's like they ruined yeah. Rogue. They made her a complete wimp. I was not too familiar with the X Men comics, so I guess that's an advantage. Oh, uh, because it's like if you know anything about the X Men, the, the actual, the real X Men, then it would piss you off because it's like in the comics, Rogue was a major character. She could fly had super strength, and was like the heavy hitter. You know, sort of like the uh, Superman analog. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the movie, all she does is, well, whine all the time. Which really, really, really annoyed me. She was a very strong character in the comics. Uh, whereas in the movie, she was just the kid character. What's funny is, they kind of amalgamated her character with several other kid characters, like uh, Jubilee and a few others like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tell did... you a super... No, I tell you a... Um... A superhero movie that I did watch recently was Suicide Squad, because that was on, uh, I think it was like Amazon Prime or something. Hmm. That movie was was so bad. Uh, like, I knew it was... I, I had heard everything about it beforehand. Yeah. But the worst thing in, the, the worst thing in that movie was the Joker. Uh, I've not seen that, but everyone I've talked to has said the same exact thing. <laughs> So, I thought, you know, I thought I would watch it and it'd be like, this is just popular opinion, but it turns out they're all right. And the editing is insane. Like, the editing is either hyper-fast or too slow. It's never, like, there's almost never a moment where the editing is normal. I am not surprised, because uh, that was a film that I think they were trying to uh, turn it like, into a Marvel movie, where it's supposed to be all, you know, happy and bright, but it really wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. And the Joker, yeah, I didn't like the design of the Joker from day one. It's like metal teeth and it's, uh, it's like, okay. See, that's the thing about Venom. Like, Venom doesn't look like that. Venom looks like it's just going to be, you know, your your basic superhero romp. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. If yeah. It's, if it's just, if it's inoffensive, it's just a movie, I don't really have a problem with it. Because I, cause Venom has been shafted so many times. I mean, just look at... Spider-Man 3. Look at that. Look what they did to him. I did not see Spider-Man 3 because I heard it was bad. So I just I just avoided it. Uh, I've only seen clips on YouTube, but yeah, be glad you didn't. I so, I am one of those rare people that hates Spider-Man 1 and 2. Uh, I saw them both when they came to theaters, and I hated them as both a kid, and I still hate them as an adult, because they make Spider-Man into a complete wimp. They, they forget that Spider-Man's nerdy, but not necessarily weak. But they... they, they... I, I literally... Uh, I was just completely lukewarm on it. I didn't have any, like, strong particular... Um, I was just like, meh. It's kind of long. <laughs> That's my takeaway when I saw it. Well, for me, you know... Well, see, the thing is, I grew up with the... Uh the various animated series, and so that's what got me into comics yeah. in general, was uh, Spider-Man, the animated series, uh, X-Men, the yeah. animated series, because they're so close to what the comics were supposed to be that mm-hmm. it's practically just watching 
the comics versus having to read them. And, like, mm-hmm. the Spider-Man animated series really gets the character of Spider-Man right. You know, they make him sort yeah. of... They make him into sort of like a Batman with superpowers and way less angsty. Because yeah, I remember watching that as a kid. Hey, go on. Yeah, I said I watched that as well as a kid. So it's like, for me, when they get it all wrong, it's like... And then, eh, never could get into the Spider-Man films. And Spider-Man 3 was just the worst in terms of everything. Yeah, the only things I know about Spider-Man 3 is that Venom is in it somehow. I don't know exactly, like, how they introduce him. And there is a there's an emo dance scene. That's basically my knowledge of Spider-Man 3. That's pretty much all you need to know. <laughs> That's what I figured. Yeah. Because, once again, damn. And, uh, they make Venom as wimpy as uh, Spider-Man, because he is played by Topher Grace. I'm not even joking. Because when you think of Eddie Brock, you think of, you know, weedy little Topher Grace. <sighs> yeah. And, and, like, Eddie Brock is just like a bodybuilder in the comics. So, yeah. At least they get the body right in, in Venom, because he looks like what you'd expect Eddie Brock to look like. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hardy, he's been showing up in everything now. You know, he's Mad Max, Bane. He got to be he was uh, in that World War One movie. Which one? Uh, the World War One movie came out, I think, last year. Hmm. I don't know which one that would be. It's a big movie. Uh... No, it's World War Two. Okay. Yeah, he was he was a fighter pilot in that. All right. It was like World War One. I. I would. Uh... Didn't want to miss that. Speaking of World War Two, uh, on the subject of mm-hmm. horror movies, even though it's coming out in November, uh, Overlord or Nazi Zombies the movie. Have you seen the trailer for that? I have not heard of this, but I'm interested. Uh, it's a movie by uh, JJ, I believe, oh uh, where it's Nazi Zombies the movie, effectively. That's it- interesting to have that concept with a lot of money behind it. Well, it doesn't look that bad. I know there's been some complaints about it because of uh, some of the casting choices, but, you know, it's it's meant to be, you know, sort of a, a Wolfenstein-esque movie where, like, the Nazis are working on, you know, uh, some sort of Apparent, yeah. zombification serum and some uh, paratroopers have to try to stop it. That sounds like it could be... Very, very bad. Quite easily. There's so many things that could go wrong with that. But, you know, the the trailer makes it look like it might be interesting. I'm going to go see it anyway just because I think it, at the very least, it's going to be fun. Either fun because it's good or fun because I can make fun of it. Yeah, it's definitely going to fall into one of those. Because I've never had a problem with uh, just making fun of a movie. That's half the fun of going to some of those... It's like, uh, this has nothing to do with horror, but it's still, it's an example, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park's still a good film, but uh, Jurassic World. Oh, my God, that movie was bad. I've had nothing but bad things about that <laughs> franchise. Oh, Nothing all, but bad things. All I gotta say is that despite having cloning technology, they evidently don't have phones in Jurassic World because uh, 
one of the dinosaurs escapes, as you would expect. Mm -hmm. They're like, we've got to get back to the control room. And they hop in their uh, Jeep, and they drive physically to the control room to say that the dinosaur has escaped. It's like, mm -hmm. come on, just say, like, the radio's down, or I forgot my phone. No, nope, it's just they don't have, they, they have to drive physically back. And then, of course, there's the uh, hamster balls, because they let kids just drive through, uh, like, the herbivores and hamster balls, and then, like, the kid character is able to override it and go driving in the uh, carnivore paddock, because, um, yeah, they let you do that. Yeah, reboots tend not to have... Reboots don't tend to be very good. Nine times out of ten. That's because they try to distill it down to uh, a modern-day aesthetic, and a lot of those concepts just don't work. Yeah. Here's hoping Halloween d does not fall into that same issue. I think it probably be, will be fine. Uh, I think there's less to screw up than there is in, like, Jurassic Park. <sighs> One can only hope. Because that's a beloved franchise for some reason. Because <laughs> if you look at the, the history of Halloween, oh man, it is so bad. It just gets worse and worse and worse. To the point where Halloween H2O uh -huh. uh, happens. And then the sequel to Hall Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, where literally it's got uh, sort of a reality show aesthetic where... Mike Myers is going through the old uh, Myers house, killing people, and then there's a hilarious line, I forget who says it, where it's like, I'm the real Mike Myers, bitch, and then Mike <laughs> Myers just kind of walks away from him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that bit. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, yeah, so long as they don't do that, it should be okay. Maybe. Hopefully. Hmm. One can only hope. You can pray to the great Telos that it will not fail. You know, there's there's not been that many... The last movie I was excited about was Blade Runner. There's just not been that many in the last couple of years. Oh, you know, I haven't really paid that much attention to it. Because I, I normally just go to the movies for fun more than anything else. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't really matter what's showing. It's just like, yeah, it's something, it's something to do. And I, and I enjoy just... I can enjoy a bad movie almost as much as I can enjoy a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, I was kind of looking forward to Deadpool 2, and I was not disappointed, but I wasn't, like, super excited for it. Even with The Predator, as much as I did enjoy it, despite everyone else seeming to hate it, I wasn't like that. Like, it's going to be the greatest movie ever. Yeah. I will see that eventually. I'll probably I, see when, it, when it's It on depends life. on your mindset. Yeah. If you had the right mindset, you won't hate it. If if you don't, you, you'll think it's the worst movie that was ever made. Uh-huh. All I can I'll say is, go. I don't know why Predators like Sonic so much. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else uh, Halloween-related you wanted to get into? Uh, well, here's a question. Which mm -hmm. franchise depreciated the fastest? Uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Hellraiser. Which one became the worst, the fastest? Hellraiser. Hellraiser, definitely. You're not the first person to say that. I think I would also agree because that latest Hellraiser movie is like... Well, for one, because there's, Hellraiser there's a movies new one? are new. Oh my god. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's one that came out just a couple years ago. 
the, big, oh, okay. the biggest problem with Hellraiser movies is the fact that most of them aren't Hellraiser movies. They just put Pinhead in because um, marketing. I've read most of the original Hellbound Heart book, and it doesn't lend itself to the idea of sequels. It's supposed to be very enclosed. Well, most of those yeah. things were never designed to have yeah. multiple sequels. That's why that's why most of those trilogies that we get today are never very good, because they were based on a book that was never supposed mm. to have a sequel. Yeah. And so it's like, um, now what? And they, they never really have a good exact... never have a good way to continue any of that on. I feel like Hellraiser is probably one of the worst ones to, um have unnecessary sequels because it it sort of had loftier like literary goals in terms of exploring like it, nothing really explores the idea of sadism in a like a more serious way well there's that and it's just there's not much you can really do it's like how do you avoid the cinnabites don't open the puzzle box there yeah done that, that's it <laughs> it's not like it's not like you got you know pinhead walking around hey do you want to open it up do you want to open it up? No, he's not doing that. It's just, if yep. you don't open the puzzle box, you're okay. <laughs> no movie. <laughs> so, it, they gotta constantly contrive, you know, that puzzle box getting opened up, and it's... Yeah. I think the one franchise that really has been able to really stay the test of time has gotta okay. be Friday the 13th, because it's such a simple concept of zombie guy in hockey mask. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, really shitty strange. sequels, but the remake wasn't that bad. You it, can kind of, you can kind of ignore the shittier sequels out of the like movie canon easier in that series than other ones. I think. Yeah, I could say so. And well, just look at Jason X, you know, because that, yeah. that was just beautiful. <laughs> that was I, I would love to see more movies like that. That was just everything was just spot on in terms of tone. And they kind of like they kind of knew that it was kind of a bit shit, but it was also quite good at the same time. It had it had the mix of so bad it's good and actually having some genuinely interesting bits. Yeah, I mean, I could I wholeheartedly agree with that. And they actually kind of evolved the franchise. You know, it's like, what if Jason? The legitimate, yeah. It's a robot. <laughs> they actually did, yeah. It's like well, we've had we've had uh, him killed in every possible way. So what's next? We send him to space. That makes sense, kind of. <laughs> I'm not gonna kind of make sense. I mean, yeah. they they did Hellraiser in space, so yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think I've actually seen that one though. Uh, I have not heard of the. It doesn't sound good to me. Hellraiser in space. Uh, when I, from what I recall, the plot was supposed to be where <laughs> they got the box and the government's trying to open it to. Um, oh, no. Profit. I, I don't know. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so, yeah. I always saw, yeah, I always saw the box as just kind of an allegory for his uh, selfish desires, basically. So that doesn't, that doesn't work. You know, that would work, but, you know, that, that's not good for a sequel. So, um, magic uh, space um, energy or something. Magic space, yeah. Okay. Space Coke. We'll just call it that. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. That's one of those. It's almost as decent as Friday the 13th. But I, I think Halloween is close to Hellraiser in terms of quality. But, like, 
Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, was able to really maintain quality throughout its years because, you know, Freddy can keep coming back because he's technically not alive. Mm-hmm. And the sequels, I don't think... I think that were more consistent. Now, the remake, of course, was complete crap, but that's to be expected. Uh, yeah. I would still say the remake is not as bad as the Rob Zombie Halloweens, where, like, they turn, um, well, Mike into... <sighs> trailer trash because that's what we needed yep but, that's what you want because but with Friday the th- not Friday uh, Nightmare on Elm Street it's a lot creepier too because he's not a physical being he's someone who can yeah. enter your dreams you know and he's much more of a character than uh, Mike or Jason because and, and really Robert England was excellent in his portrayal and it just got sillier and sillier as time went on. Yeah, I remember a scene where he, uh, in a dream, he's like to some girl, I've got your nose, and cuts her nose off. <laughs> it's like, okay. That's... So it does. It, it gets that sort of camp, like, ridiculousness down quite well. And uh, the last of the uh, Wes Craven movies was actually a pretty good return to form of it being scary, where it... I still remember this. Because uh, I watched... I didn't even know it, it existed when I first saw it. I saw it on uh, cable, like with a lot of these. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last of the... It's Wes Craven's New Nightmare. It's the last of his uh, actual involvement in the franchise. And it's yeah. one of those where it's... Freddy is breaking out into the real world. And the movie mm-hmm. starts up where they're working on A Nightmare on Elm Street, the film. And like... The, the glove comes to life and starts killing people, and it's like, holy crap, it's Freddy's real! I was a kid at the time, so you gotta cut me some slack on that. Yeah. And it had all kinds of stuff like that in it. It's like, they're defictionalizing. Now, of course, the movie was a bit silly here and there. It's like... But still, it was fairly scary. Yeah, it's, I'd, I'd definitely say it's probably the scariest. That's not as scary as the first one, though. The first... The first installment of any of these horror franchises is usually going to be the scariest, whereas everything afterwards is just going to be camp. And I'm not really sure why that happens. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. It's like, I guess all the writers move on, and the original director moves on. I think a lot of these horror things, it was just supposed to be the one movie, and then they were very surprised that it actually made any money. Talking, and they talking it- of that, I have the perfect example of this, is the Saw franchise. You know, I've never actually seen any of those. <laughs> oh my god, okay, the Saw franchise was definitely the kind of movie, I mean, this goes for probably every horror movie, but it was it was not something that was designed to have, like, seven movies and then, an, and then another movie, which was a spin-off, but also continued the main franchise. Um, so, do you know the premise of the Saw movies? Uh, it's where they, uh, there's people that get kidnapped, they get put in a room, they get, like, cut off the leg and stuff like that. Yeah, so the, so the premise of the Saw movies is basically he's, he, uh, he, the main guy, Jigsaw, um, he captures these people and he's kind of sentencing them to their crimes of not, not, like, taking their life seriously enough or, or not, like, living a good life or something because he's dying of cancer, which is a weird concept but anyway so he he creates all of these elaborate puzzles that they have to solve 
um, all of which involve body horror, in order to sort of redeem themselves and also uh, as sort of an allegory that they're going to improve their life. It's yeah, it it sounds ridiculous when you actually explain it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it makes for a, a a good franchise where people are like cutting their legs off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And so seven of those movies, because obviously this is a concept that, that <laughs> I mean, if he wasn't redeemable after the first one, then it's just like, you've done this seven times? Okay. Just give and it then, up. Um, by the time you get to the seventh movie, you can find this on YouTube, because you can find like the horror, uh, like the death compilations or whatever on YouTube. I'd recommend that you just watch those rather than some of the movies, or all of the movies. They're yeah, not right. good. Um, but it gets so ridiculous that the they can't stretch the writing for him to be, um, for him to have like good enough motivation to keep kidnapping these people to to teach them to live better lives. So he literally kidnaps um, some guy who was a smoker, and it's like, you've been smoking, so I'll set up this puzzle <laughs> where um, uh, it's you versus another guy, and here's like some elaborate like breathing machine, and every time you take a breath in, um, you're your like lungs are going to be crushed from like some mechanical vice or something and he has to yeah and so the guy dies like horribly obviously and he just he dies literally just because he smoked and that's it wow. and it's like that was that's the level of justification that was left in the seventh movie because they had like i they just run out of ideas obviously <laughs> it's so ridiculous i i don't even want to think about but what the eighth film would be it's like you didn't pay oh. enough money in the parking meter. <laughs> now you'll have a car dropped on your head. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's basically like what it starts getting down to. The the eighth one uh, is just called Jigsaw, I think. Um, yeah, it it probably is more ridiculous. <laughs> it certainly sounds like it. I guess you know, it's just, there's only so much you can do, you know, without with some of these concepts. Uh. That's so funny to think about, though. And and the, the 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 gore racks up, so it's it just gets more and more sadistic, obviously. But yeah. Well, that's that's the whole reason people go to see those movies. Is like. Oh yeah. They want to see somebody get impaled by a parking meter for not you know. <laughs> paying the city enough money. That actually sounds kind of good. Actually, that that does sound kind of good in a really really dumb way. That can be for Saw Eight. Saw Eight, parking. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't pay your tickets. <laughs> now, if you and then like if you don't figure out this parking meter puzzle in the next like thirty minutes, you'll be like crushed by a car or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, don't say that too loud. They'll probably t take that idea, and it's like, oh, oh damn, it's out of the bag now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, they need to pay us some money if they use it, though. Because like, yes, I could see that happening. I can kind of actually see that happening. I think I think it would. It, it's actually it's better than that cigarette smoking man getting crushed in a vice because it's certainly more creative. Reasons. Yeah, yeah. And they could do a new set piece with the car and everything. The car could like slowly lower onto him and crush him slowly or something. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. It practically writes itself. It practically writes itself exactly. Saw eight. <sighs> the ticket. This time you pay 
with your life. <laughs> they could start theming them. They could start theming them, and they could they could be like, you've made this that's like meter maid's job so much harder. And then saw yeah. nine, the low tipper. You only pit, you only tipped <laughs> a buck. <laughs> now you're going to be crushed by a booth made of concrete. Yeah. Ah, I think it's good to go out on a high note. So, uh, I think we can uh, we can end it there. Can we get the general lots official sign off? So I'm general lots. Can wish you good. Um, saw the ticket and good. Uh, Halloween, Halloween, whatever makes you happy. Yes, and I always forget to do this, so I will do the official like, subscribe, watch our videos, all of that kind of thing. And uh, if this is the first one of these that you've seen, we did one last month, I think. So go and watch that as well. That's my official plug. <laughs>